what is the federal perspective on this topic? And the simple answer to that question is that there is none. There is no federal perspective on this. As of today, there are no federal laws that either prohibit or allow skilled nursing facilities or assisted living facilities to have cameras. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Health Law Rundown, the definitive healthcare law podcast for healthcare companies and practitioners. I'm your host, Matt Ulrich, a healthcare attorney at the law firm of Kaplan and Ernest in Boulder, Colorado. This podcast is sponsored by Kaplan and Ernest. Kaplan and Ernest was founded in 1969 on the principles of respect for clients, well researched legal solutions, a team approach to problem solving, and fair pricing. Today, those principles are alive and well as the firm provides a broad range of legal services and work with educational institutions, healthcare organizations, large corporations, small businesses, and individuals to help them make informed legal decisions and to thrive. Okay, I'm rolling. Okay, here we go. Today's topic is granny cams, and we're recording this on June 6, 2017. I wanted to talk about this topic today because it's rapidly gaining interest across the country. And in fact, I just talked about it a couple weeks ago at the 2017 Colorado Leading Age Annual Conference. The term, and I wanna, I wanna kinda set the stage and make sure everyone's on the same page for this. So we're just gonna kinda go over what granny cams are. Granny cams actually comes from the phrase nanny cams, which many of you will probably remember from several years ago became very popular Um, people were putting cameras and teddy bears and in other places in order to monitor kids and make sure their kids were okay and so that's where the phrase comes from and the idea comes from and um, but in the sense that it is now applied to um, assisted living facilities and nursing facilities in order to watch loved ones and make sure their family members are being taken care of in those facilities. And so these cameras, these granny cams, can either be hidden cameras or they can actually be requested by the family members of a resident in a nursing home or assisted living facility and installed at their usual cost and expenses to monitor the care they're getting. And so that's kind of what granny cams are. Most states have them in nursing facilities now, but there are also Um, becoming more and more prominent in assisted living facilities and other types of long-term care facilities as well. And and the other reason this is such an important topic is that they may already be in, uh, if you are an assisted living facility or a nursing facility or another type of long-term care facility, they may already be in your facilities and you may not even be aware of it because they may be hidden. And so we're going to kind of talk about a lot of different things today, including the laws on this topic and some general tips and recommendations. But this is a controversial topic because there are opposing viewpoints on this. They, uh, there is the pro-camera side and that there is the anti-camera side, depending on which, which side you're on. But the pro-camera side, essentially their arguments for that side would be that they can unearth unknown abusive or negligent situations. And they can also have the opposite impact of alleviating 
um, suspected abuse. Some people also argue that they're more effective than background checks for employees. They argue that this gives the family members and the residents peace of mind, that they that they know that someone else is monitoring. And, and another pro-camera argument is that sometimes they can help change a facility's staffing or their training, especially if, if concerns or issues come up that weren't previously known. So those are kind of the pro-camera arguments. The anti-camera arguments are that if they're hidden cameras, then you're not, you're not providing notice to anybody and you're not getting consent of individuals that may be Recorded, And another argument is on the anti-camera side is that these cameras shouldn't necessarily be forced upon people, especially individuals in skilled nursing facilities that may no longer be competent to make decisions for themselves, that these cameras shouldn't necessarily be forced upon them by their family members. So that's kind of a, an, an anti-camera argument. There's also arguments on that side that, that this violates um, some laws that we're going to talk about coming up here as well. And so that is kind of in general what we're going to talk about today. And just like I said, I wanted to make sure everyone was on the same page and understood. Um, Once we get into the laws on this topic, we're going to talk about kind of the differences in some of the states. And we're we're going to kind of try to touch on the key components here uh, coming up very shortly. So I just wanted to give you a general overview there to start about what granny cams are and the general terminology and now we're going to move on to laws on the topic and before we delve too deeply into that i want to as always i want to i'd recommend that you talk to your attorney or an attorney about the laws on this topic to make sure that your facility is in compliance uh, with all the necessary requirements and There are a lot of different requirements from federal laws to state laws to regulations that would govern your individual facilities that are from different state agencies in your states. For example, in Colorado, we have the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment that regulates assisted living facilities and skilled nursing facilities, but there are also Medicaid rules and regulations if you're participating in Medicaid. And there's also the Department of Fire Safety in Colorado that uh, monitors life safety code. And so there's all these different types of regulations that impact facilities that you need to be aware of and that impact your residents and workers and facilities, but also includes sub-regulatory guidance. Sometimes states don't have, for example, specifically on granny cams, sometimes states don't have laws on this topic, which we're going to get into here and they've just issued guidance. For example, Pennsylvania does not have any laws or regulations on this topic, but I have seen that Pennsylvania has put out essentially a a guidelines and uh, essentially a whole manual on assisted living facilities and nursing facilities, and part of that manual talks about this specific topic. So although there might not be any specific laws in Pennsylvania on this topic, there is guidance on this that those types of facilities should follow. There are also criminal laws in this area, and I'm not going to get too deep into that because that uh, would take a long time, and there's different criminal laws on this in every different state, but things you should think about and know about would be any sort of wiretapping or eavesdropping laws, um, as well as um, criminal invasion of privacy laws. Um, every state is different in recording Um, whether or not you can record individuals. Some states are two-party consent states where both parties have to consent to being recorded. 
Some states are only one-party consent states where only one party to a conversation has to consent to being recorded. So those are all different things that you should be thinking about as well. But And, and so like I said, I'm not going to go into every single detail on every single state here coming up, but I'm going to try to give you guys the general flavor of these laws in all these different areas from federal to to state. And so I think that's a good segue into what is the federal perspective on this topic. And the simple answer to that question is that there is none. There is no federal perspective um, on this. As of today, there are no federal laws that either prohibit or allow skilled nursing facilities or assisted living facilities to have cameras in facilities. So you know, there's no nothing one way or the other. HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, is related to this topic, but not directly. It's more indirectly related due to the fact uh, that the cameras impact privacy rights of individuals, but it's not directly on point. And so, in addition, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, has also not issued a policy or a statement on this topic. And so what does that mean for those listening out there, since there's not really a federal perspective on this area? And and what that means is that it's really up to the states to decide what they want to do on this topic. And because of that, there's been a lot of momentum and movement on the states since the early 2000s and even more recently in this decade. And, and, And when there isn't state guidance, which we'll get into at the very end of this podcast, that's when... Uh, the facilities get to decide. If there's no federal laws on it, there's no state guidance or no state laws on it, this topic, then that's when uh, the individual assisted living facilities and skilled nursing facilities get to decide what they want to do in this area and what policy they want to have on this. And so here coming up, we're going to go over all the different laws in all the different states, um, but not in uh, specific detail um, because that would take forever and you would not want to listen to me go on about every single detail in every single state. So we're just going to kind of, I'm going to try to hit the key points and some of the high points in each state and and that you need to know. And then, like I said, if you uh, are listening out there and you're in a specific state, you should definitely reach out to uh, your attorney or an attorney on this area in order to uh, discuss those specific requirements in your state. So let's move on to the individual states here. And and first, I want to just let you know that there are currently eight states with laws on this topic, and there have been at least 15 states that have introduced some sort of legislation on this topic that has either failed or been tabled or for some reason has, has not moved along. But I think what this shows is that almost half the states have either tackled this issue already or have tried to um, in one way or the other. And so this is definitely gaining ground and momentum, and uh, it could be coming to a state near you at any time. So we're going to start with Texas. And Texas was the first state to enact legislation in this area. And uh, and essentially, I like to think that a lot of the other states that actually have legislation on this topic have kind of modeled themselves after Texas or at least started with Texas as a base and then kind of continued off of Texas with their own tweaks. And so some of the highlights that Texas includes is that they prohibit covert monitoring. Essentially, you can have hidden cameras in Texas. And along with that, uh, the nursing home or assisted living facility needs to be given prior notice of cameras. You need to make sure that you get written consent 
from the resident's roommate if they do have one in their room. That's very important, and that's a common theme you'll see throughout most of the states. There's also in Texas, it's it's the understanding that the family members and residents are going to be responsible for the costs of installation, the maintenance, and internet access, and there also needs to be notice and signage uh, provided. So like I said, Texas is kind of, I would say, kind of a baseline what a lot of a lot of states start off with from the from the beginning when they're coming up with legislation in this area. And I should say too that for a long time this was like only applicable to nursing homes and it's like slowly becoming more and more um, applicable to assisted living facilities and other types of long-term care facilities. And so for example, Oklahoma uh, has some kind of key points in Oklahoma is that they strictly prohibit nursing home employees from tampering with or blocking the view of these types of cameras. They also have to provide notice that there's electronic monitoring going on in general on a sign that's posted near the main entrance. In Oklahoma, the audio video that's captured on these cameras could be admissible in court, and that's kind of a common theme and kind of up in the air as to how that um, will play out in the future as more and more cases happen in this area. Another thing that Oklahoma talks about is that the nursing homes are specifically forbidden from refusing to admit or removing an individual who elects to install a camera in their in their room. And once again, if the camera is in a room, then you definitely have to get the consent of your roommate. In Oklahoma, even though you're gonna, you have to get the consent of the roommate, they don't allow the roommate to be visible on the camera in the video. So that's kind of an important distinction. In Maryland, um, interestingly enough, I don't believe they, they allow the nursing home to um, agree or not to agree to the request of using a camera. Some states still allow the facilities to decide that if it's requested. Interestingly enough, Illinois set up a $50,000 public fund to help residents in facilities that could not afford cameras to help them pay for cameras in facilities. New Mexico, another interesting state on this, when you have recording going on, they require uh, that to show the date and time. And New Mexico also, at the time of admission, when a patient's going into the facility, they require you to offer the patient or the resident the option of having uh, a monitoring device at the very beginning. And you, the facilities in New Mexico have to keep a record of that authorization and the, and the essentially the resident's choice of whether or not to have a monitoring device. Other states, such as Utah and, and, and many of these others, also prohibit any type of retaliation in any sort of way against a resident um, whose family requests uh, camera monitoring, uh, such as any sort of sanctions or discharging them. And so really re retaliation is um, not acceptable in any sort of way. And so in general, I, I was going to kind of try to sum up all the different and try to kind of hit across the major themes that all these states have. And so the first point is that these types of laws um, apply now to essentially both nursing homes and assisted living facilities and additional types of long-term care facilities. Another common theme is that you always have to get the consent of the roommates, especially if there's uh, two people to a room, then you definitely have to get consent of the roommates. That's a common theme across the states. Um, and in some states, they don't allow you to even show, even though you have the consent, as we talked about earlier, they don't allow you to have the other resident 
on the video. When there are laws in this area, you can't have any covert devices. You have to provide signs and notice. Sometimes that sign um, is directly outside the room of the resident that has a camera in the room. Sometimes it's at the very uh, front of the facility, making sure that everyone is aware, all guests and visitors and employees and, and residents, other residents are aware. Another common theme is that is typical across all these states is that the resident and their family essentially bear the cost of installation of this device, um, use of the device, the camera itself, any sort of internet Wi-Fi costs. We talked about retaliation already being a common theme across the states that retaliation in any way is not acceptable. We have also talked about no tampering, employees can't tamper with the cameras. And so those are kind of the, the, the themes. The last one is that um, you just need to make sure you have documentation. A lot of these uh, states do require some sort of documentation, uh, whether that be the consent we talked about, uh, whether or not you need additional authorizations. Um, but um, that's kind of a common theme too sometimes is that you need to have documentation as well. And, and so now I just want to make sure that um, you guys have some general tips and takeaways to think about moving forward and and that's important because the laws in this area are constantly changing and so first tip is you just need to make sure and and look and see if your state has any laws or regulations on this since they are constantly changing uh, second thing is if you don't have any laws regulations and there's been no guidance issued by any agencies um, in your state, then it's really up to you, the facilities, what you want to do in this area and, and what your policy is going to be in this on this topic. And so one of the tips I'd recommend is that you talk to your board and your executive team about what your policy is going to be on this topic and, and talk about the pros and cons. There's a lot of, like I said earlier in the podcast, there's anti-camera arguments, there's pro-camera arguments. There's a lot of different thoughts on this topic and a lot of different pros and cons. Um, for example, if you decide that you're going to be the facility that, and you're not going to allow cameras in your facility, what does that say about you as a facility in your company? Are people going to wonder why you're not allowing cameras in your facility? What is that going to have an impact on your business and your reputation? On the other hand, if you allow cameras, what are you going to have to do to make sure that you're hitting all the key points and that you've thought about all the little details? Once you have a policy and your changes in place with your resident agreement, you probably want to make sure your employees are aware of this and training and, and, and provide training to them to make sure that everyone is on the same page and knows how this is going to work in your facility. And, and this is important because, like I said earlier, this may already be happening in your facility. And if you don't have any laws, regulations, or guidance on this, area in your state then and if it's already happening in your facility then this would allow you to have some control over the issue and to make sure that all your employees and staff and residents and family members are all on the same page um, that also goes with just setting expectations with the family members you know you don't want to have to be getting phone calls all the time from them to go in and adjust the camera. You know, you might want to make that an expectation of the family members that they are the ones that are going to adjust the camera and 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 come in and make changes if necessary. And also there's building and audit issues to think about. You know, you want to make sure you're still meeting life safety code and that there's not going to be holes and walls and and uh, wires that are tripping hazards. And so there's a lot of things to think about in terms of a policy and resident agreements and, and what you as an organization need to decide on this topic if indeed 
your state um, doesn't have any rules and regulations and guidance um, on this. And so that's kind of overall an overall summary of granny cams. And, and I hope you enjoyed this topic. And um, it's like I said, I think, and as we talked about on previous podcasts um, with HIPAA and social media and telehealth, that as technology continues to increase, there's going to be new types of uh, cameras and other types of things that are going to change the way that uh, we work and change how uh, we interpret laws. And so I think uh, overall, I hope you enjoyed this and it got you thinking about um, some of the ideas and issues on this topic and that you can uh, move forward with uh, uh, thinking about this um, and and trying to uh, decide how you're going to handle it um, if Like I said, you don't have any laws on the topic. Well, that's our show. Thank you to everyone for listening. For more information, visit us at CELaw.com, and we'll look forward to talking to you next month. If you have any feedback, suggestions, or recommendations, please feel free to send those along to us. You can find both myself and the firm at CELaw.com on Twitter and on LinkedIn. Thanks so much. Um... I thought that one flowed pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and is not for the purpose of providing legal advice or legal opinions on specific facts or circumstances. This podcast does not constitute an attorney-client relationship with the listener, and the listener should not act upon the information discussed in this podcast without seeking professional advice. This podcast is not intended to be an advertising or solicitation of legal services. Because this podcast is recorded on a specific date, the information discussed may become outdated by the time the listener has downloaded or listened to it. Lastly, the listener should be aware that laws and regulations are constantly changing and are often different in each state.